We have actual Sacramento Kings basketball tomorrow. So what should we be watching in the Kings preseason opener against the Toronto Raptors? I'll answer that question. Plus, you'll hear from Keegan Murray, Colby Jones, and Mike Brown right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen... It is that time, time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC 10 News. The Sacramento Kings held day five of training camp today before hopping on a plane and heading to Vancouver, Canada for the NBA Canada series, I think is what they're calling it, where they will take on the Toronto Raptors on their preseason opener tomorrow, five o'clock Pacific time. That game uh, will be streamed on Kings.com as well as I believe it's available. Uh, broadcast is available uh, on league pass for those of you not in the Sacramento area. Cause I think there's a, kind of a regional restriction uh, on the the live stream online, but that's how you can go uh, and check it out. Of course, I'll be watching that game and I will be uh, breaking down that game in the first like post-game reaction of, uh, of Locked on Kings for this season, which I'm really excited about. But before we got to that, I was thinking... Like, what should we be watching for? Of course, we're happy that Kings basketball is back and just to watch Kings basketball, period, right? But what specifically should we be looking for out of this preseason game? And this is a question that has a million different answers and different people are going to add different suggestions or different things that they're paying attention to. So if you want to weigh in, please let me know. What are you specifically watching for? It could be something from an individual player. could be something that Kings as a team are doing. could be something to do with like Mike Brown and his rotations. Whatever it may be, let me know. You can hit me on Twitter at... At Matt George Sack. You can email me, mattgeorgesports at gmail.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you're looking for in the YouTube comment section down below. But I made a small list of just some of the things uh, that I'm really going to be paying attention to. I've jotted them down. I'm going to take notes under each one uh, just to see. Now, preseason is a time for experimenting. Preseason is also the first glimpse at truly what a team has been working on any new adjustments and uh, new additions that they may have made to their roster. What it doesn't mean is that what we see is what the Sacramento Kings are going to be. We could see great stuff. We could see bad stuff and we'll probably see everything in between. That's preseason basketball for you. Ultimately, sometimes it's hard to watch. A lot of times it's boring and hard to care about, but there is value, of course, in the preseason. Uh, so here is uh, here are some of the things that I am looking for. Number one is not going to surprise you. It's something that we talked about a lot heading into training camp, and it's specifically Mike Brown's rotations and more importantly, like his lineup pairings, right? It's not just who are the starters, who are the bench five, although I think four out of the five bench players are, are pretty firmly established in Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Trey Lyles, and... JaVale McGee, who that fifth guy is, whether it's Sasha Vazenkov, Chris Duarte, Colby Jones, whoever that, or Kessler Edwards, whoever that fifth and final bench guy, meaning the top 10, I'm interested to see what that looks like 
from Mike Brown tomorrow. Now he's going to go a lot bigger than a 10 man rotation. I'm sure I'm pretty confident that everybody's going to get to play at least somewhat. And I'm only expecting the starters uh, to play a handful of minutes. Certainly won't play the amount of minutes that they would normally play in a, in a regular season game tomorrow. So a lot of guys are going to get opportunities. So we won't get full answers or complete answers with Sacramento Kings rotations or anything like that tomorrow. But at least we'll get an early glimpse of where the Kings are leaning. Now go back to last offseason, right? Go back to last training camp. Remember the Sacramento Kings came into the year starting KZ Akpala. And Mike Brown has obviously shown that he's not afraid to make changes on the fly. Now, that was before the Kings felt that Keegan Murray was ready to step into that starting spot. Obviously, that changed pretty quickly. KZ Akpala wasn't on the team by the end of the year, so we know how everything played out. But I, I say that to say what we see uh, from Mike Brown's rotations throughout this preseason, maybe even to start the season, is not necessarily going to be set in stone. That's why I'm very interested in lineup pairings, right? Like, which players does Mike want to try and get looks together? Like, I have to imagine we're going to get at least a glimpse of uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Chris Duarte because of how well they played together uh, in Indiana. A good, good pairing over there. In theory, you'd like to replicate that and even build upon that here in Sacramento. Uh, so who are you pairing Sasha Vizenkov with, right? We thought it was going to be like a smaller front court of Sasha Vizenkov and Trey Lyles. Is it Sasha Vizenkov at times with... Um, JaVale McGee does Sasha get an opportunity to play with like Fox and Sabonis and play off of them a little bit like very interested to see um who Sasha is paired up with um and really with Sasha like I just want to see him shoot I've had a lot of you reach out a lot of people on on Twitter have reached out a lot of people have hit me up on emails too like have you seen Sasha Vizenkov shoot yet the answer is no like I have not in person seen Sasha shoot yet anytime we've seen shooting drills at the end of practice I haven't seen him getting shots up um, and I, he could have, and I just was missing it cause I was watching other guys. And then in the limited scrimmage action that we saw on, was that Friday or Thursday? No, it was Thursday. The limited scrimmage action that we saw on Thursday, um, he did play, but he didn't get a shot up at, at any point in time. So I'm just interested. Like so many of us are like, we've heard so much great stuff about Sasha Vizenkov's shooting. We've seen it in the footage from his time with Olympiacos as a EuroLeague MVP. So do we get to see him shoot the rock a little bit in preseason? Of course, we're paying attention to that. Physicality and pace. I spent a lot of time talking about this over the course of training camp so far because those are the two main focal points. Those are the two main buzzwords that we've heard from Mike Brown and this Kings uh, team in training camp to this point. The physicality comes on both ends of the floor, but especially the physicality on defense, right? Are the Sacramento Kings trying to establish themselves as a really physically defensive team? Does that get them into foul trouble? Right? What kind of effect does that have? Are they maybe a little too over the top to where Mike Brown needs to reel them in a little bit? Or are they as not as physical as Mike wants them to be? We know play has been physical in training camp. I saw it firsthand uh, with the scrimmaging on Thursday. But when we see a full defensive effort for the Sacramento Kings, regardless of if you're a starter, a bench player, end of the bench guy, guy just trying to make the roster, like what does the defensive effort look like? And what does the physicality look like on that end of the floor? I'll be definitely paying attention to that. And then the pace too. Like we know the Sacramento Kings like to play fast. We know the Sacramento Kings are going to play fast against Toronto. It's not so much, are they going to do it or are they not? It's going to be how sloppy are they with the basketball while trying to play fast? Look, I completely expect the ball to be flying all over the gym from both teams, right? They're shaking off the rust. The Toronto Raptors are going to have their issues too. The Sacramento Kings are going to have their issues. And with the Kings playing with a high pace, typically, 
you'll see a lot of turnovers and unforced errors, throwing the ball out of bounds, dribbling it off your foot, whatever. Um, Things like that are, are probably going to happen. But can they limit that with the pace that they're playing? Uh, I'm, I'm interested in that. We saw Keegan Murray and his aggressiveness as a, a creator and a, a, a shot maker uh, in the California Classic. Does some of that carry over into the preseason? And when we see Keegan playing with the starters, are there opportunities for Keegan to still be that guy, even with De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Kevin Herter, and Harrison Barnes on the floor with him? Like, are the Kings drawing up situations and drawing up opportunities for uh, uh, Keegan to kind of become that guy? Or is it Keegan working in isolation and they clear out for him? Like, what does that look like? I'm interested in that. Uh, Davion Mitchell's improvement. I've talked a lot about that too so far in training camp. His three-point shot is something he's worked very hard on. So maybe we'll get an opportunity to see how he looks as a three-point shooter. I've already seen how he's grown as a leader with the second unit, but to see him lead as the point guard, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of takes back some of the ball handling duties from Malik Monk a little bit, assuming both of them are playing uh, in the preseason opener tomorrow. So be paying attention to that too. And then finally, Colby Jones. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really interested and you're going to hear from Colby Jones on the podcast today. Um, I'm really interested in Colby because he had some great moments in summer league. He's a very versatile guarder. So it seems like he, he's, he's tall and lanky so he can guard multiple positions one through three uh, defensively. You'd like to see him, at least hold his own on that end of the floor. But offensively, we know he likes to shoot and space the floor. So does he get opportunities to kind of play off the ball with certain lineups? Uh, and then when he's on the ball as a point guard, what does he look at like as a creator and a facilitator and stuff like that? Like Kobe is in so many ways, I think, or can become a Swiss army knife for the Sacramento Kings. That's why they drafted him. That's why they moved up in the second round in order to go and get him. So I'm very interested to see what Colby Jones looks like. But that's my list of things that I'm looking for or, or going to watch for in the preseason opener. If you want to add to any of those, feel free to do so. Again, hit me on Twitter at MattGeorgeSack. Email me MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Now let's get to some of the Sacramento Kings members uh, that uh, spoke at training camp today. Now for full transparency, today was a day off for me. I spent the day with my family. So I was not at training camp today. It's the first training camp day that I missed. Thankfully, my amazing partner from ABC 10, Kevin John, was there. Uh, so he sent us this audio and sent us the footage. Um, so very thankful for that. But let's take uh, let's take a listen to Sacramento Kings now second year player. It's going to be hard for me not to say rookie uh, Keegan Murray. Let's take a listen to him from training camp and hear how training camp's going with him. I feel like it's smoother um, just the transition from last year. I mean, it was all new stuff that we were working on last year, and um, it's kind of kind of new stuff this year, but some of the same stuff. And uh, I feel like we're all more aggressive just in that sense. So uh, it's been a physical camp, and I think that's kind of what we're striving for. How comfortable have you gotten getting bored, bringing the ball to yourself, and sort of initiating the offense? Yeah, I mean, I feel like last year I was kind of a liability in that in that sense, just. Um, getting a rebound and throwing it to someone else. So um, I feel like if I can do my part in bringing the ball up the court sometimes and I get a rebound and just making the offense smoother, I think uh, I've accomplished my goal. So I feel like it's it's kind of been a smooth transition in that sense. So. Were you a liability in that aspect because you wouldn't do it or because you weren't I think it was just the reps, um, just being comfortable in the NBA game doing it. I mean, I did it in college all the time, and um, I feel like when you have guys like Domas and Fox, and as a rookie, you kind of want to let them do their thing um, with the ball. So um, I feel like they gave me confidence this year to kind of do my thing too. What about in terms of your own curiosity about this team? I know you're only a weekend, but is there any unanswered questions that you have for yourself around this roster? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I feel like when you, I feel like there's gonna be unanswered questions until you get halfway through the season. 
Um, just wondering where guys are going to be at, um, wondering how we're going to gel, how we're going to mesh um, with switching different lineups and stuff like that. So um, there's a lot un of unanswered questions, and I think don't say anything. Huh? Make what? What are you talking about making? I don't know. Look it up. You can look it up. I'm, I'm, I'm helping the rookies out this year because I, I, I didn't have help last year. So. <laughs> All right, moving on. How, how, how much is that normal? The fox. It's an everyday thing, but. I mean, it's. I feel like it just comes with our relationship. It's kind of that's how our relationship is. It's. It's just kind of big brother, little brother. So. How has he helped you develop as a player on and off the court? Yeah, I feel like he's just helped my confidence um, a lot. I'm just having a guy like him um, be able to take me under his wing a little bit this summer and just develop a relationship, uh, not only with him but his family. So um, it's been really cool, um, and I've enjoyed it so far. Do you happen to see the clip of your teammates doing their impression of you? And if so, what do you think about it? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I didn't even know there was a station about that. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was cool. I feel like they all had pretty good impressions. So, um, I guess I just have to deal with it for a little bit. Who's the best? Yeah. Uh, I think it was, who did it? Fox, Domas, Davion. Davion's was pretty good. I think I think his was pretty accurate. Can you do, who, who do you do an impression of really good on the team? You pick anyone. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> Keegan, there's been a lot of Jason, Tony. 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 Yeah, I mean, I feel like Sasha, um, what he did in the in the Euro League last year um, was special, and I'm um, just having him around, um, being able to talk to him a little bit about uh, his side of basketball, my side of basketball. I think uh, it helps a lot for him, and just him being able to. Uh, play with us um, in, in this physicality of the NBA and athleticism of the NBA is only going to help him. Keegan, the word family keeps coming up. Like, uh, there's a family kind of environment here. We saw you over the summer yeah. playing the Uncle Keegan role. Like, yeah. What does that feel like to be a part of and, and how do you think it's coming together that way? Yeah, I feel like with all good teams, you, you need to have that aspect um, off the court, just being able to hang out with each other, bond with each other and stuff like that. So um, I think it, just, it starts with any, everyone from the organization, from the coaches, from the, from the kitchen staff, from the PR team, everyone. So um, we're all comfortable with each other, and I feel like that's a cool thing to have in the NBA. I have been looking forward to this read for a long time. Finally, I was able to announce the Locked On Kings partnership, a local sponsor, Sack Yard, who's hopping on board this season. Very excited about that. Sack Yard is going to be sponsoring this podcast all season long, going to give us some incredible opportunities. If you missed uh, my announcement video that I uh, released, go and check that out, giving you kind of an idea of what Sack Yard is like, the vibes over there, and just all the great stuff. But Sack Yard is incredible. It's a family-friendly event a dog-friendly establishment. They serve as a community hub for gatherings, whether you're going for after-work meetups or parties or anything in between, or just a good place to go and watch a Sacramento Kings game. Sackyard is perfect for 
all of those events and then some. They have rotating food trucks that provide a different culinary experience seven days a week. They have 24 taps of award-winning rotating craft beer and quality regional wines that are at affordable prices for you to dry. So if you just want to go out and, and do some tasting or if you know what you want and just want to drink uh, it by the <laughs> by the gulp, you can get all of that at Sackyard. Plus, they have incredible events. They have live music. They have fun different uh nights and themes for you to try like for example tomorrow sunday they have their oktoberfest party which will be uh this sunday and then uh they'll have german beers food live polka and games uh and then next week they have their faction brewing 10th anniversary tap takeover scheduled for tuesday october 10th they have events like these happening all the time and speaking of events locked on kings is going to be able to host events at sackyard this season we're talking live shows we're talking watch parties for kings road games I'm so excited to have Sackyard on board. Sackyard, your new home of Locked On Kings fans. I talked about Colby Jones earlier and the interest that I have in, in watching Colby play. I hope he gets a, a decent chunk of, of playing time in this preseason opener. I'm sure he'll get more and more. We'll, we'll get big enough windows uh, to see what Colby brings to the table uh, during this preseason. And from what we saw from him in, in summer league, right, in Las Vegas, there was a lot to like. So looking forward to seeing Colby play tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to hearing what Colby had to say after uh, day five of training camp. So, you know your first NBA training camp? Uh, it's been fun. It's been great vibes from everybody. Um, we're competing, um, so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, just get to know the guys a little bit more, but yeah, it's been a very good overall. Are you expecting Sunday to feel different given the personnel that's around you than what you experienced in the summer league? Um, I mean, yeah, in a way, just because, you know, you have all the vets on our team now. Like, they really know the game, and then obviously the team we're playing against, they have vets as well. So, um, I mean, yes and no at the same time. What's been the biggest takeaway from this opening week for you? Um, just being physical and playing fast, I feel like those are two biggest things I've taken away. Um, just Coach Brown emphasizing those two a lot. So, um, yeah, really those two things. But um, overall, just, I've been learning a lot of things this whole week, so it's been great. Coach Brown did say he's been throwing a lot at you guys. Uh, how are you adjusted to it? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I feel like Coach Brown just on the defensive end. I feel like I'm really just trying to take everything he's saying and try to implement that. And um, I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, let that um, get into the corners on offense and uh, just playing together. Yeah, a lot of guys are back from last year and know this system. How steep does the learning curve feel like for those of you who are, who are just picking it up now? Um, it hasn't been too hard. Um, just talking to the guys on the side, just when the coaches are explaining something, it's made it a, a lot easier just learning from the vets. So um, I feel like it's been pretty smooth for me so far. There's some specific guys on the team that have been vocal in helping you through the process? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Malik, uh, Domas, I mean, pretty much everybody. They're all reaching out of hand because uh, I feel like they were in my shoes at one point as well. So it's, it's been great. When it comes to that physicality, do you feel like you already had that coming in? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Just uh, Coach Miller was the same way as Xavier. So um, I feel like kind of carried over from there. People talk about, obviously, the speed of the game and how quick it is. Uh, making that jump from what you had, but could you notice that even in these opening scrimmages that you've had with this team? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, just like that, the physicality, the talent level, it's all been a, uh, just a, at a different levels, but it's been good. What's the hardest part? Um, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just basketball, so I mean, it's just doing what I love, so. 
How do you deal with the nerves going into that tomorrow, you know, playing on that, that, that stage with these guys? Uh, what do you do to combat or embrace those nerves that come with it? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to embrace it. I mean, this is my first NBA preseason game in my life, um, something I've looked forward to for a long, long time. So I'm just going to go in there and embrace it and uh, just be in the moment. Kobe, have they started uh, working initiations with you guys, getting clear in anybody's water, bottle of water right now? No, nah, nothing like that yet. Uh, I mean, I feel like I have some coming up pretty soon, so uh, we'll see how that goes, but nothing so far. Have they given you an idea of what's going to be expected? Uh, nah. Still to come, you're going to hear from Sacramento Kings head coach Mike Brown. But right now, I want to tell you more about a great sponsor here of Locked On Kings, FanDuel. Snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets whether you win or you lose. You're either in the black or in the green, I guess. You, you cash in on that $5 and you can make that $5 bet on whatever, or you lose that bet, and here's $200 for you to make that money back and then more money on top of that because ultimately FanDuel doesn't want you to just go and and play it once or twice, go all in, lose, or go all in, win, and cash out and walk away and never play again. They want you to discover how much fun it is to play on FanDuel and enjoy that side hustle to your love of sports. And the app is super easy to use. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA and kick off the NFL season right now. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On Kings is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. They're khakis, shorts, pants, whatever it may be. These clothes are comfortable. They're stylish. They have so many great features, which I'm going to run through here. I highly encourage you to just give Bird Dogs a try. Buy just one pair of their shorts. Rock them for a month and tell me that you aren't going to want to buy more. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to sit uh, or fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of like a stiff, restricted cotton. They kind of solve that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long as well and they're functional for any occasion whether you're playing golf, you're out on a date, an evening out, you're chilling by the pool, you're going for a workout, whatever it may be, Bird Dogs can help you in all those different categories or you can rock your Bird Dogs really whatever you are doing. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA or enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Before we wrap up, let's hear from Sacramento Kings head coach Mike Brown. How long do you think you will be playing the starters? Uh, it's just uh, touch and go. Yeah, I haven't done the minute sheet yet, but we talked about anywhere from 15 to 20 at the most, probably. Probably right around 15 to 17, maybe. What are you hoping to see from the guys that are fighting to make some of those last spots? Uh, you know, I hope that they try to play the way we want to play this year and play fast, uh, play physical. Uh, and play together, you know, you know, playing the right way. Do you think these guys are looking forward to finally hitting someone else? Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you have so many practices and going up against each other and that excitement wears off. And so now to be in somebody else's gym and or going against another opponent is, is welcome. What do, you, what do you remember about basketball in Vancouver? Great, great, great city, great city. I was a little distant. I was, I've been disappointed in, in the NBA twice in my time, in my 30-plus years, and uh, 
One was when they took Vancouver away, the other was when they took Seattle away. So. You remember good crowds up there and good environment? Uh, you know, the, the, the city is just vibrant. People are nice, uh, great restaurants. Uh, I, even, I don't remember too much about the crowds, so. <laughs> but the city was nice. You, you talked about what you wanted to see from the guys who were battling trying to, you know, uh, earn minutes. Overall, what do you see from, want to see from this team in addition to physicality and all that? What are you looking for? No, I, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, and, and not just with the guys trying to make our team, but with everybody else. We want to be who we are, and we want to start that off right now, you know. And, and, and in, order to, in order to do that, it has to happen from top to bottom. It can't just be our main guys. It can't just be guys that have been here last year. And, you know, just can't be the new guys. We all have a way that we want to play. It, it, it's really straightforward and pretty simple. And that's we want to play fast, we want to play physical, and we want to play the right way or play together. And I, that goes across the board. Coach I know Brown. your assistant uh, Jay, days, Jay you used Slott. to give, like, grades to your players. Just curious, like, obviously they're hearing you on the whole physicality part because that's yeah. pretty much what they bring up when we talk to them. But how would you grade, you know, their physicality and what you're trying to instill in them? Well, so, so we, we, we give them grades defensively. There's six actions that we have that we track analytically to give them a grade, and uh, that will determine where they sit with the rest of the league, uh, if they're big, if they're a guard, or if they're a wing. And, uh, it, you know, right now, defensively, we're just okay. Um, uh, we, we still don't play as physical as I'd like to. Um, and we're still learning what, what our responsibilities are. So um, we're reacting while thinking a little bit, which is slowing us down. Um, so hopefully uh, that can, and it's early, so, but hopefully that can continue to pro progress upwards uh, so that come uh, the start of the season, we're, we're there. So you're about a C grade then. What's that? I said you're about a C grade then maybe. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably, uh, we're not where we want to be, <laughs> so not at all. So we, there's there's a lot of room to, a lot of room for us to grow as a team defensively. How about conditioning standpoint, conditioning standpoint through the first week is that kind of part of play into it as well? Uh, yeah, we we're we're getting there, you know. Uh, but I thought the guys did a decent job of coming into camp in shape. Uh, but uh, we're we're getting there, and, and you know the the. The tough part about it is, you know, I said this before, everybody wants to play fast. And, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to say, okay, it's okay if we play fast most of the time. No, 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 we, we got to play fast all the time. And you guys know that it's a lot harder to do that than, than it is to say it. Mike, um, how many guys would you say you traditionally like to have in your rotation? And, and what's a, a reasonable expectation for this group? During the regular season, yeah. or just, uh, during the regular season, if there's a way to play nine and a half, that would be great, you know. Um, and you know, sometimes ten. You know, it's one of the things that uh, Steve used to do that I liked a, a lot was not all the time, but every once in a while, he may call on the thirteenth guy. You know, just throw him out there, and what that does is keeps everybody engaged. And so anytime that you can play uh, a number of guys, especially the guys that are at the end of the bench, if you give them opportunity every once in a while, A, you'll be able to see how they respond when their number's called, especially unexpectedly. 
and then B, you're going to give them uh, a little bit of confidence, or at least you're going to keep them engaged because they have to be ready because they don't want to mess up when they're out there because they may not be out there long or they may have to sit another three games before they get another opportunity. Do you think Coach that 9-10 range is right it? for this group uh, or is this different in some way? Uh, I think so, but I, but I think so. You know, We'll see as we get into it. Coach Brown, what's your thoughts about uh, Jalen Sauce? And I don't know if he's going to be your 13 man, but from my observation of watching that uh, scrimmage, he has a touch of a two-way player. He tried to put it up offensively and pretty decent on the defensive end. Uh, no, he's he, he is a two-way player. I mean, he's gonna be in the G League. You know, um, he's young. Uh, he's starting to understand a little bit uh, of what it means to play hard. Um, there's some things that he's got to figure out offensively too. What's a good shot? What's not a good shot? Uh, but he's got a chance, I think, down the road uh, to to be a. a, a decent player in this league you know he's got the size he's got pretty good athleticism I think he's hungry uh, so but we'll see but he, he's he's still got a ways to go and I'm sure too, because you know he's not he's from a, basically a football school in Furman so basically off the radar you think he was been working hard enough you know to prepare himself to be in this type of yeah, eventually, like he's, you know, he just he just needs to keep concentrating on learning and growing and growing the right way. And uh, if he does, he's gonna put himself in position to get an opportunity. But, but uh, you know, is 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 he in our top ten right now? Top twelve? Top thirteen? Uh, no. Last year, um, coming into training camp, the the goal was to make the playoffs. Now you're starting to talk about competing for a championship. Do you feel like adding, or if it, is it pressure to say, you know, you want to win a championship so early in the year, and is that pressure good for your team? Well, well, first of all, last year we were competing for a championship. The people always asked me about the playoffs, and what I said was, we're a playoff team. Now, what, what's going to happen to us in the playoffs, I don't know, because I didn't really know my team that well. So it was a given that we were going to be in the playoffs. And in my opinion, if you're going to be in the playoffs, you compete for a championship. I was just a lot of times addressing that. Uh, now people understand that we're a playoff team. Okay. Now we're in the playoffs. We had a little experience. Now we, I expect us to get further than what we did last year. I expect us to be able to have an opportunity to compete for a championship. And, you know, uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's a privilege to have pressure on you. You know, because if you got pressure on you, uh, then that means you're doing something right. You know, and everybody out there, their expectations, or the people that are Kings fans, their expectations basically are they are reality. We expect to compete for a championship. We expect to have pressure this year, and we want to embrace it because, again, if you have that that uh, in your life then that means you're doing something right. So it's, it's a privilege to be able to have that. You guys got three traditional point guards, if you count, two-way Jordan Ford. How do you feel about your depth at that position? Uh, you know, I, I like it. Uh, Jordan has shown the ability to uh, be a third guard uh, in this league. You know, uh, he had a great G League season for us last year, and, and uh, he had a great summer league for us. Uh, but, you know, the neat part about it is we have two young guys uh, and Kobe and Keon that uh, I'm going to give an opportunity to as well. 
uh, to, to uh, possibly play that third guard position. You know, they both can, if you think about our offense, we don't have a guy that needs to traditionally come down and be the main pick and roll player or break the defense down to get guys easy shots. We rely on our spacing, our pace, our ball movement, our ability to attack and re-space to get great looks. We just need somebody that's conscious enough to when nobody's there to go back and get the ball and bring it with pace. And, I, you know, I think both those guys may have an opportunity to do that sooner than later. I know last year there was maybe a couple spots in the starting rotation up for grabs. Uh, this season, do you still have that competition or do you pretty much have a good idea of where you want to go with that? Yeah, we, we have a pretty good idea where we want to go with it. We have our, you know, the group that finished the season last season. We're going to give them another opportunity or first crack at it. But at the end of the day, if somebody steps up and separates themselves from uh, the rest of the pack, it's my job to make those hard decisions. And, uh, you know, but right now, uh, everybody has an opportunity to embrace their role and take it to another level, especially our starting five groups. So, so we'll see as the, as the year goes on. Super excited about tomorrow's preseason opener. Hopefully it's a little more exciting than like the way we feel about like NFL preseason, right? Like, I don't know about you when the hall of fame game comes around, I'm like, Oh, awesome. Football's back. And then they kick off and play for like three minutes. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like preseason's bad. Uh, hopefully the NBA preseason. Well, typically the NBA preseason is at least a little bit better. And, and at least we know there's plenty to watch for and play plenty, plenty to pay attention to uh, when it comes to Sacramento Kings basketball tomorrow. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Make sure you join me tomorrow night for a uh, breakdown of what we see in that game one. We're going to try not to overreact uh, to anything that we see uh, and, and just look at it from the, the standpoint of the Kings are, are testing some things out, but also this is their, like first chance to, especially with the starters and like the main returners to not only reestablish themselves as the great team they were last year, but also the, uh, what they've added onto it or, or the changes that they've made or the things that they've worked on individually or as a team so far this off season. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And I hope you will join me for that episode of Locked on Kings until then. My name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on podcast network.